0: Baker Mayfield undraftable off my board The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield What a,
1: what a beautiful throw by the Baker Victor hasta la vista baby Welcome in to the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are here to talk about your victory Monday. The Browns beat the Giants 17-13 in a just exciting, absolutely enthralling preseason game. I'm dripping a little there with excitement and sarcasm, all the above. Uh, but it was, it was really a good game for a lot of guys to get a significant amount of reps. And that was good for some people. Obviously, the Browns are starting to flirt with you know, the scare of some positions becoming really thin and they're walking a fine line there. So it is something to pay attention to closely, as obviously they went through two uh, camp session days with New York and then they play them. And now they kind of start to gear it toward a realistic game week. There'll be some cuts to get rosters down to 80 before the big cuts have to happen during the week between. There's a week off there, weekend. Between when the Browns play Atlanta next week and when they travel to Kansas City for Week One, that's when a lot of the cuts happen. But the roster will start to be ratcheted down, and I would imagine that the Browns will start to look at playing some of their bigger names in their actual tune-up game this upcoming Sunday night. Sunday night football when the Browns play in Atlanta. As for today, though, uh, again I do I do apologize uh, for not being on the Twitch shows. I'm I'm still down here in North Carolina, heading back Monday, recording again from my car. So if the audio quality is not great, apologized. Uh, there, There's some things I want to break down. I, I'm a loser, so when this game is taking place, I'm taking notes the whole time, writing down things I see, personnel groupings. I'll have all of that detailed stuff laid out for you uh, come you know the, the comprehensive defense and offense study that we do over the next few days. But I did want to get out at least my initial reaction to the game. So we'll kind of go through the collective stats. Uh, Cleveland had a... 24 first downs to New York's 18, okay, Uh, 5 for 13 on third down. Again, two straight games. I think the Browns have been impressive defensively on third down after being pretty terrible on third down defense last year, holding New York to 5 of 13. The Browns' offense this week, though, took a step back third down offense, going only 3 of 11. But again they did muster out 24 first downs which is a good number. Total net yards the Giants go for 308, Cleveland went for 370. 63 offensive plays to 59 for the Giants a pretty similar number to last week for the Browns. I think they had 71 last week. Uh 5.9 yards per play, uh 5.2 for the Giants. The rushing net and uptick in rushing yards allowed going from 40 last week to 120 this week, but also gained when the Browns were in the mid 40s. Uh, last week and went all the way up to 163 this week. Much better run game cohesiveness. Could be some of the opponent, the second and third strings, not being as tough for New York, while the Jaguars played a lot of guys that are going to get, you know, high volume of snaps for them on actual Sunday. So take that for what it's worth. 188 are the passing yards allowed by uh, Cleveland to, to New York, and then the Browns threw for 207 yards of their own. The six penalties was an uptick. 30 yards in penalties, six total. The Giants only had four for 41. So Cleveland had more penalties. The Giants had more penalty yardage. Both teams turned the football over once. The Browns only punted four times. New York punted six times. thought Jamie Gillen had a nice showing. A couple touchdowns for each team. The difference is the Chase McLaughlin field goal, one for one on that 49-yarder with plenty of leg to spare. And then 31 minutes of possession for Cleveland, 28 minutes and 43 seconds for New York. So touchdown plays, Brian Lewerke. Uh, let's let's take a step back here. Uh, we'll go. The game started. Kadero Hodge seven yard touchdown from Case Keenum on a nice throw. Thought Keenum was a beat late on the throw to Higgins on that first drive. We'll cover that in a minute. Uh, but a great throw, great catch by by Hodge. Nice play. Uh, Booker with a one yard Devontae Booker with a one yard touchdown run To end the first quarter with 32 seconds left Browns got on the board again with another touchdown 952 left in the third quarter After both sides were going back and forth on a punt fest um, That put Cleveland up 14-7 New York came back with a David Sills A player I still like West Virginia product Touchdown from Brian Lewerke uh, The 14-13 score Browns are able to hold uh, Elijah Lee with a nice tackle down there on the goal line I think Brian Allen got in there too and then that last field goal there with uh, 2.29 left. The Browns are able to bleed out the clock. Players that stood out on the stat line uh, for the Giants, Chris Clement, or Corey Clement, I apologize, nine attempts, 30 yards. Booker with six attempts, 27 yards, a touchdown. Brian Lewerke runs three times, 27 yards. Penny runs. I don't even know the first name of a couple of these guys. Two times for 16 yards, we'll kind of stop there. Lewerke goes 11 of 19 for 108 and a touchdown, but also has an interception there on the final play. Mike Glennon, who I actually thought played pretty well, 10 of 13. Mike Lennon who we saw in Jacksonville last year, 10 of 13, 86 yards for him. And then on the receiving end, the tight end with the last name John, three catches, 58 yards. I believe he was number 44. Sills had three for 31 in a touchdown. Dante Pettis, former Washington product, a high draft pick, floated around now. is in New York, three for 25. Uh, Willis had th- two for 21. Booker had... Two for 13. Uh, Defensively, not much to really discuss for them. One sack by Carter Coughlin. Uh, They had the interception. Trying to see if I can pin down who the interception went to, but I cannot pin that down. Not a big deal. It was a nice play. We'll talk about that specific play. For Cleveland, John Kelly, 9 for 58. One touchdown. We'll talk about John Kelly. Thought he played much better. Significantly better. Uh, I think he has patience issues, vision issues. But when he he gets going, man, he's got some nice contact balance. He runs hard, not a bring-down-with-one-person type of back. Liked how he performed after a rough week last week. Dearness Johnson, 4-for-36, got his work early. Kyle Liletta goes 2-for-30, but that's on that last fluky first-half run, which was in slow motion and chariots of fire playing as he's running down the field so awkwardly there. Uh, Felton, Demetrius Felton gets 8 carries, 25 yards. A lot of running back reps this week, as we thought he might. Focusing him there. Couple nice cuts, but only a three point one yards per carry number. I thought he fits as a running back, though. I thought he looked comfortable enough. I just think he's going to be better suited for for passing game to contribute this year. Jojo Natson, one catch twelve or sorry, one carry twelve yards on a reverse. Kyle Aletta, fourteen of twenty-three, one fifty-two, no touchdowns, no picks. I thought Kyle Aletta was fine. He came out really fine. I think in the third quarter Lauletta just missed some throws downfield, and for Lauletta kind of getting the buzz of, oh, they should keep him over Keenum, which I don't really buy. I thought Keenum had a really terrible end zone throw. He was trying to throw. He thought the defender was blind. I got to see the All-22. Should get that tomorrow morning, but I thought he thought that the defender was blind and he could let his guy go make a play on it, but that didn't happen. The receiver, sorry, the DB found the football and it looked really bad on the TV angle. We'll see that. of just missed some throws downfield late in the third and into the fourth, and when he is trying to take a role from an established veteran like Keenum, again, you have to remember, Case Keenum's relationship runs deep with Stefanski. I feel like Kevin is going to fight to keep. If they were to try to go to Kevin with, hey, we have this idea, save cap, he'll listen to it, but I think he will argue sternly on the side of keeping Case Keenum because the relationship is really there. So... I just I like Loretta but he has to be perfect and he missed a couple shot throws he needed to make late in the third early fourth and when he needs every single play to really step up and prove that he can t- overtake that job you can't miss those throws. So again, he was fine, 14 of 23, a hair under the you know the 50% completion mark but only an 80.3 rating. So take that for what it's worth. Davion Davis, again, I I remain impressed. What a great play up the right sideline, going to get that football, saving a letta interception on a ball he shouldn't have thrown. Three catches, 45 yards. Johnny Stanton, some ability to maybe play that tight end H-back hybrid role instead of just being a traditional fullback. Uh, two catches, 33 yards, a great catch on a bender route up the seam. Uh, four catches for... Uh, Davis, uh, I should say Connor Davis, four catches, 29 yards. Uh, Dearness Johnson, four catches, 23 yards. A lot of catches out of the backfield. John Kelly had one for 21. Jordan Franks, three for 18. Donovan Peoples-Jones has one target catcher for 13 yards on a heck of a catch on a ball behind him on a bender route. Great catch. Demetric Felton, one catch for 12 yards. Andy Janovich, one for eight. Rashard Higgins, one catch for three yards. Dropped his opportunity to touchdown. Defensively, nine tackles for Elijah Lee. Thought he played the run game well. Javante Moffitt, six. Malcolm Smith six Willie Harvey six and limited action I like Willie Harvey man and then Malik McDowell who stood out five tackles and a sack in some limited uh a limited portion of playing in a lot of the second half like if you're looking for any glimpse of hope with the defensive tackle group and Tommy togi is not providing that Marvin Wilson's not providing that uh you know I, I Jordan Elliott, a little here and there I I've you needed a moment from somebody along the defensive line. I felt like you finally got some kind of moment from from Malik McDowell. Now it's again how much do you trust that guy? How much do you believe in him? Can he be who you think he can be or what everybody for a long time has thought he could be still remains to be determined. I am I'm just I'm just not sure he's got to blow it away the next game again, be the best player on the field for the defensive line, especially the interior
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: We'll go from there. Let's talk about notes. I keep notes on every series. The Browns came out. Troy Hill played a lot early. JOK played in a three-linebacker set to start the game. He played some Sam, but exclusively Will. Uh, for the for any of his snaps that were off ball, he was not any other position than Will, right? Uh, he Like I said, in some sets, he did walk down and play line of scrimmage under front Sam, so he will do that on occasion. Um, a nice return from Demetrik Felton after the Browns got a stop. A couple, a couple first downs from the Giants, so they got a stop. I continue to think Jordan Franks, even though he made two drops, I think he's... He's not as big as Connor Davis, but I see a guy. I I need to see it with Connor Davis. There's some people talking him up, and it's like he's a big human, but he was a terrible week one blocker. Did he step it up yesterday? I got to rewatch it, but I continue to think if they keep a fourth tight end, Jordan Franks is the guy that I would that I would really keep. That first uh, first drive was fantastic. They had a nice bend course from Dearness Johnson. A lot of uh, on a on a wide zone. We've talked about that on Chalk Talk before about. Bending the football all the way back is the cutback in wide zone. A lot of 21-12 personnel. They did go 11 personnel on the goal line, touchdown on fourth down. Higgins dropped that ball on third down. It was just just a combo route with a corner route and a square end, uh, trying to just pinpoint win one-on-one matchups. Didn't get too creative, no double moves. They ran it twice, essentially. And they ended up with a nice catch on a tight window ball. Hodge last week, it's just the... It's the breaks, man. Higgins drops that one similar to Hodge did last week, where, again, they weren't clear-cut drops. Like, Higgins had to reach back, wait for it. The DB got his hands on it. Hodge this week is similar last week where the DB made a nice play. Hodge goes up and makes that play this week. The margin is, is again, really tight there. Uh, but a 10-play, 81-yard drive to kick off the game was great. I didn't think there were any real pressures that were of significance. I think Forbes has a little bit, a little bit of an issue early. But not much to complain about early on, on in the game, and especially with Keenum in that first drive. The second drive, there's not really much pressure being generated. A lot of quick throws into zone coverage. 11 play, 75 yard touchdown with a ton of zone, just picking them apart. Glennon, who can see over everything really well, he again is tough. Like he'll just nickel and dime you down the field if you allow it. You know the Browns did did allow it. Um, uh, Other first-half notes, Browns got it back. They went 11 plays, 65 yards, a lot of 11 personnel empty. Felton is the running back. DPJ had the bender catch on that drive. Felton split wide as the running back in that 11 personnel playing outside receiver, essentially, in the empty sets. He caught an easy hitch. Higgins was playing the slot in 11 personnel. Then they brought in JoJo Natson. That was the unfortunate drive with the Case Keenum interception, or they'd have had back-to-back touchdown drives. Next time out... Third and eight, which is where the Browns are trying to get them. They're playing defense now. This is right when Greedy had left with the groin injury. But Elijah Lee made a nice stop. Again, pure cover three. Hook zone, play it, drop to where you're supposed to drop. Quarterback works off his first read, finds the check down, secure a tackle. That's how you get off the field in the NFL. Okay. I love that. Fantastic. You got to see more of it. Seven, seven. Browns come back out. Hanson Forbes miscommunicate on a twist, sack. Give it back in three plays. Can't make enough plays to keep the drive going. Higgins did play in the slot, which again, something from Donovan or sorry, from Richard Higgins. I want to see. He played X, he played Z, and he played slot. He'll play everywhere. So this is towards the end of the first half now. Uh, Greg Newsom. These are just notes that I take during the game. Greg Newsom played the slot in this series, which is great to see. He needs to get more of that. You got some good third down coverage from AJ Green. JOK in this series played Sam to start, then he bumped back to Will. Like that series, they got off the field quickly. The next series is all 11 personnel for Cleveland to close the half. They go 12 plays, 69 yards. Jojo, uh, JoJo Natson is your slot player. Higgins played X. Hodge played Z into the late second quarter. James Hudson got beat on a second down at a big third and 13. Um, down near their own goal line, a big third and 13, where a big boy throw from Kyle Aletta across field outside the numbers on what looked like a deep comeback to Hodge. Really liked that throw. The Browns go down the field, but they cannot. Uh, I think they had a couple. They had a drop, a misthrow from Lauletta on a corner that would have been a chunk play to Jordan Franks. But eventually, that's where the Lauletta 33-yard, really <laughs> strange and bizarre, bizarre run happens uh, before half, and they don't get any points. Second half, they come out, a couple 12 personnel plays. Uh, they end up uh, throwing with uh, a, a throwing on second and third down. Those are the two Jordan Franks drops. Browns get it back, or sorry, give it back, end up making a nice stop. Uh, good uh, uh, Emmanuel Ragumba coverage up the slot. Uh, Mac Wilson playing a ton of football in the second half, coming back from his shoulder injury. Elijah Lee was playing. They end up getting the Giants off the field in six plays. Next series out, Stanton is your hybrid guy, playing a ton of different positions. He's your, he's your wing. He's your traditional fullback. He's split out wide. He's in the slot. He has two big catches. This is the driver they go down the field and end up making a great play. Four play, after they got the ball back quickly, right? They go four plays, and you feel really good about it. A nice John Kelly bounce touchdown run after a nice play where he uh, hit the bang course up inside 14-7 Browns. You get 12 personnel, 12 personnel, 11-12, 11-11, a nice mixture. Felton playing running back again late in the game, um, which I thought he had some nice snaps toward the end of the game. But you had two really good – uh, Jordan Elliott, Malik McDowell sacks in the second half. Thought they did a nice job. I have to watch the film a little bit more on some of the Malik McDowell plays that were splashy on TV. Need to see what those look like. Also need to see some more of Richard LeCount. It seemed like him, Elijah Bitton and Moffitt played. You really need the All-22 to see what the safeties look like. I'll give more feedback. Nice to see LeCount get a pick at the end of the game. Coverage-wise, Brian Allen got picked on a lot. You know, it's, it's, it's one guy. It was Robert Jackson last week, Brian Allen this week. These are guys that are not going to make the roster for you, so you're not really beating yourself up about it. I didn't see Greg Newsom get challenged very much. Didn't see Greedy get challenged very much. Greedy got challenged on the first drive on a fade ball, but I thought he was in pretty decent uh, pretty decent phase for the most part there. I did not see – again, I got to rewatch, and I'll have a better feel in the comprehensive review about this thing. But right now I don't have a ton of defensive line takes. Like, I, I don't – I'm worried about Tommy Togiai. I don't think he has a pass rush plan. He's very stick – to the To the offensive lineman, he's not being proactive. He's being reactive. I just don't like his reps. He's not generating bull rush. He's not beating anybody with a move. I am, I am unencouraged. I guess is the way to put that, right? I'm just, I am without courage about uh, feeling encouraged about what he's done so far. I need to see more from him to keep him on the roster. I'm not flirting around with who I'm keeping at what position until after the third game, but. He's making me nervous, and I would love to see something more productive from him. McDowell stepped up. I thought Jordan Elliott seemed to take steps in the right direction. We'll have to see how the first guys did. Sheldon Day made a couple decent plays there. I think he's really flirting with making the 53-man roster off the bat. But, again, I'll have to go back and check how Billings started out the game, but they're going to continue to use that guy Uh, in these preseason games to keep getting him in shape, working him in the right direction because I think they want him to have a role. I don't have much to take for the defensive ends. You know, I'm not entirely sure uh, who played well, who didn't play well. I hate to have no answer on that, but we'll have to see. I, I, I thought a couple of the sacks came from the interior guys. Joe Jackson caught my eye a couple times. I remain lukewarm on Curtis Weaver, but we'll watch the tape. We'll see what we think. We'll be back, a reminder, tomorrow. I'll have the All-22. I'll be able to digest it, so I will give you the notes on the defense tomorrow in podcast form and in written form at some point, probably the next morning, the same as the podcast gets released on Tuesday morning, and then we'll do offense Wednesday as well. Maybe we'll release them in one Uh, one combined writing piece uh, for you OBR subscribers. We'll see about that. But at the end of the day, no serious injuries. I know Alex Taylor left with a little bit of a banged-up ankle. We'll see how that shakes out. But I didn't see any important players go down with any sort of serious injury. We did learn that Montreal Meander has an Achilles injury, could be a tear, which is tough for him. They just let him go to bring him back. We'll see. You know, the linebacker depth is challenging. I thought Willie Harvey, a guy who I liked when they had him originally last year before they let him go, still think he's got a lot of potential to keep contributing this year, whether in, you know, a role that is practice squad or coming on the rosters of special teams, end of the position group role. I think he could be nice, too. So. Uh, yeah, the, the best thing to get the in-depth player analysis will be over the next two days. I'll get that to you, but I left feeling encouraged. You continue to see the Browns know how to win football games, which is great. You know, I, I you, you go win, man. You know, people talk about preseason wins don't matter, and that's cool. They really don't, but also go win games. You have the opportunity to win, to continue to establish an expectation that winning is what we do in Cleveland. That's, I'm sure, what Kevin Stefanski is saying. You work, you go out to win. Stefanski's going for it on fourth downs down near the goal line. He wants to go after the work. He's not doing the smart, air quotes, smart play stuff. Uh, They're going to work, and if they can win as a byproduct of the work, that's what they want. And I liked them going completely through the end of the fourth quarter. Richard LeCount getting the interception, continue to win football games. Looking forward to what we hear through the media on site including our own OBRs Fred Greetham check that out throughout the week we won't have any fans in there but we'll be able to get some reports from camp and then we'll we'll really see hopefully get a glimpse at what the Browns look like this upcoming Sunday with some of the starters getting some go, some go time and they need it because I've been watching Kansas City and they're playing their dudes in the first two preseason games they played the entire first half against the Cardinals and they're in they're in tune man like they're going crazy defensively with deception and blitz coverages and and it's wild. They're ready to go. So Cleveland better be ready to go on the 12th of September. I'm sure that's what the coaching staff's going to look at. They're going to get a really good chance to to fine tune things, get their guys going in in a uh, in a nighttime game, a primetime preseason game in Atlanta. I'll be excited to watch it because we'll get a glimpse of a lot of guys that are important for this season, but also give those end of the end of the depth chart players, a chance to prove themselves one more time. Should be fun. I hope you checked out the OBR's pregame and postgame show on Twitch. They were fantastic. I'll be back on with my own show Tuesday night. Maybe make an appearance tonight on on the OBR training camp uh, report. We'll see about that if we make it back from the drive in time. I hope these podcasts, while I've been gone, have been somewhat entertaining. I appreciate it. The game day podcast will always be up in your early morning, Sunday morning adventure getting ready for the game, quick fifteen or so minutes on the on the game at hand, to what to pay attention to, the things I'm focusing on, the gambling lines, all of that stuff. Just something to get your Sunday game day ready to go. So hopefully you have enjoyed that over the last two weeks, and we'll continue to do so. So check out the comprehensive offense and defense reviews coming over the next few days, both in written form for the OBR subscriber, a weaker version for the podcast, because the real good nuggets are actually going to be in the write-up. So take that for what it's worth, uh, but but you'll still get the good insights on this podcast as I have always given you, and we'll continue to do so. Thanks for joining me. Please continue to spread the great word as you always do about this podcast. Subscribe to it, get your automatic download please leave a review as well. That would be really nice of you. I'd appreciate a nice review. Thank you guys for being loyal supporters of the OBR Film Breakdown. Have a great Monday, and go Browns.
2: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place.